Now, welcome back to part two of our show, the Slack and Majestically Show. We will pick up right where we left off from last week. Bear with us one moment. Okay, and like we were talking about before in the previous episode, uh, we were talking about you know your mental health and how you were feeling, and, and and what you are going through, and mainly just the part about how opening up, you know, you're not really ready to do that. There are some points where you want to, but you stop yourself because you're not ready. Yes, that—that's what we were talking about. Saying yes, indeed. So my question to you is, when you feel that you're ready to open up, do you want to open up to, like, say, for example, your husband? Or do you feel like you want to open up to a friend or a stranger or someone, you know, that you barely have contact with? What will be easier for, for Ashley to do so? Honestly, I don't know what's going to be easiest for me. Just like, I'm just going to start saying, hey, I want to talk about something that's, like, really bad that happened to me. Are a few bad things that really have me, and I feel like I really just need someone to listen and hear me out. And honestly, like, and if I get emotional, I want someone to hold me. If or just someone to say, "Wow, that really was fucked up that someone did that." Oh, excuse me. Um. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I had carbonate uh, energy drink earlier, so it's like bleh, coming back. So, I guess. You know what? I've had a drink. I have liquid courage. So I will, if you're fine with it, I can share. Not severely bad, but I can share one thing. Well, this is our show. So you share whatever you feel comfortable. The floor is all yours. So this is on this. I always like took a good, like a good thing from this thing that happened to me. And I never really thought about the rest of it. So I was probably about 19. My parents kicked me out of the house, um, and I was staying with a couple of friends. It was like a brother and sister in their house, and it was, it was like a vibe. It was kind of like a, it wasn't a party house. It was like a hangout house, and so I kind of lived with them for a little bit until I moved back home. And the brother, he was my one of my brother's best friends, and so he would get off work, and he would be in a work van with these other guys, and he, they'd come drop him off, and we'd all kind of, it'd be him. The work people, the work guys, his sister, the next door neighbors are like our age. So we all just kind of sat outside and talked and bullshit, had drinks, whatever. And nothing of it. You know, this was just a daily routine when I get off work. And then, and I was single for a bit. You know, I was talking to guys here and there, but I wasn't really seeing anybody. And the brother, he was like, he just, we're like, him and his sister and I were sitting in the living room one night. He says, oh, my boss is interested. He would like to go on a date with you, blah, blah, And, you know, when you think boss, you're thinking an old guy. No, this guy, he was relatively young. I never really, I didn't really consider anything about him. And he's like, yeah, he notices you. He, 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 you know, he think, you know, he thinks you look nice. And he would like to, he just mentioned to me if, you know, if he wants to talk to him, go on a date with him and blah, blah, blah. At first I wasn't sure. And I said, okay, well, tell me some things about him. And, you know, how old was he? Again, at this time, I was like, I had just turned 19, I think. And he told me, he's like, oh, he's like 20-something, you know, like in his mid to late 20s. He told me like an age there. And he's like, I think that's how old he is. I said, okay. And then I'm thinking, okay, sure, why not? But I don't want to be like alone because I don't really know him. 
can and you know can he just come here and I'll sit outside with him but I know you guys will be inside or something or do something and he's like no and he's like I'll let you know and we all decide okay that guy and I and the brother and sister will all go to the movie movies and go see something I don't even know remember what movie it was but so we're like okay cool so the four of us will sit down in theater and kind of consider the date and then maybe afterwards like we'll go eat somewhere so I kind of get to know, know the guy because again I barely talked to him when we'd have our hangouts it was just always a group conversation and then so I sit down in the theater with the guy and then I realize the brother and sister they're sitting down rows down from us instead of rows above us they're down rows from us and I'm like okay sure they're giving us privacy and then all of a sudden you know not all of a sudden but in the movie the guy holds my hand okay sure and he wants to start kissing. And me being 19, easily now, I'm like, ew, get off me, consent, all this stuff. And, but I was 19, and things had happened to me beforehand, and I didn't have a lot of confidence. I didn't really have anyone in my life. So I just kind of went with it because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't, again, the Ashley that I am now wasn't Ashley then. So I wasn't like, no, I don't want to kiss you. I don't know you, um, or anything like that. Just went with it. And come the movie's over, the lights turn on. I mean, we weren't kissing the entire movie. We watched the movie, but he would do that occasionally in the movie. Lights turn on. I realized brother and sister are not there. They're they're not in the theater, and they were my ride to the theater. Like I, because we lived together. I I just went with them. I should have gone home with them, and they weren't there. And so I was calling them and texting them. No one. Uh, they, like, it's like my calls were ignored. So I'm thinking, maybe they left to go get something to eat. I go out to the park, and I know specifically where we parked. The truck wasn't there anymore. So I realized, so the head is like, oh, okay, so they left me here with him. And the guy's just like, okay, I'll just drive you home. It's no big deal. And uh, he played off as like, oh, I guess they just wanted us to have time to get to know each other more on our own. And I played it off that way, too. I was like, okay, sure, give me a ride home. And really quick did I realize we were not going the way that should have been my home or where I'll stay. And again, confident Ashley that is now what didn't exist then. And I didn't know what to say. Um, next thing I know, we're at his, you know, where he stayed. And I go inside. I'm like, uh, are you going to drive me home? He said, yeah, I just need to stop by here and get something. You can go, like, go ahead and come inside. Okay, sure. Again, I look back and I'm so stupid for doing all this, but again, 19-year-old impressionable girl didn't really know how to say no. And I go in with him because I don't know, it's all stupid. He says, you have to get something. Okay, sure. And then next thing you know, because there's like a couple other guys in there, and it was just really awkward and weird. And he's like, oh, you know, just wait in my room. And then, you know, just to try to make me feel more comfortable, and I said, okay. Because I felt odd sitting in a living room with a few other dudes. Go in the room, and, you know, a couple minutes later, he comes in, starts kissing, starts doing all this stuff. And I said one time, hey, I'm ready to go. And he's like, you know, no, you can stay. And stay, you're going to stay the night with me. And I, and again, I didn't know what to say. And I was afraid to argue with him at this point because it's him. And then there's these other guys in the apartment. So I didn't know what else to say or do. So I just stopped 
talking about it and what played out played out and then the next morning the guys tell me how I should stay with him and live with him because he knows my living situation and he knows that I should find a place I should find someone that can take care of me and then this is when I find out he's 36 years old and all these other things and all I can think in my head is I really want to leave I don't want to be here anymore and it was kind of I was kind of there kind of held there for most of the day and I was terrified and then my phone was dead so um he fought, and I just kind of went along with everything he was saying. I was like, yeah, well, I kind of need to go home and get myself. And yeah, we'll talk about this. I do have to get to work later this afternoon. So, I mean, I really need to go at my stuff because I can't go without a job. And it's like, it thoroughly felt like the guy did not want me to leave. Like, and I finally got, I don't remember how, but I finally got him to convince him to take me back to where I was staying. And I did. He dropped me off. I shut that door and I started yelling at the brother and going off on him and he's like oh whoa what the fuck happened and i told him i was like okay for one he's 36 years old you guys have left me there and i had to stay familiar with him and i didn't go into details but i was so angry and so when i went to work that day and i sent the guy the messages hey i'm not interested in you uh we should just be friends blah 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 but it seems like as long as i still live there every time i knew the brother was coming home i stayed inside i didn't want to come outside again I didn't want to, if that guy was there, I did not want to be there. And luckily, after a couple weeks, I finally moved out of there and I went back to my house because I kind of, without telling my parents, I kind of put on to, I was terrified to be staying there anymore. And because I didn't trust the people that I was living with anymore for them to allow that to happen to me. So that's another reason I have trust issues with friends. And so now I think about it. And I'm like, wow, that was really terrifying what happened to me. I wish I had more confidence where I could have easily just, you know, jumped out of that fucking truck. I could have done all these things. I could have fought him off. But at the same time, I think, what if I kept fighting? There's these other dudes in that apartment that were making eyes at me and making like, like the way they looked, it seems like something worse could have happened if, if I did something. So all these things are playing in my head. So, and at the same time, I'll talk about that night with friends in a different way, like, oh yeah, this guy, he was the best that did this one thing to me ever. And that's what I take from it. And now it's like, it happened to me the other week. I started thinking the whole situation, I think, wow, that really sucks. And I can't believe this, this, that brother and sister let that happen to me. And I, they are horrible people. Maybe they didn't, and I don't, I would like to give them you know, some grace and think they didn't know that would happen, that they weren't something. I think for them leaving me, they should have known, okay, Ashley's going to get laid. The both of them are going to get laid and it's going to be fine for both of them. And I want to think they think that in a good way to help out both of their friends. But maybe if I kept texting and calling them, they should have been like, okay, she's really not comfortable. She doesn't like this. We should answer and see she's okay. Um, check out on her and say, hey, how are you doing? None of that happened. And when I got on to them the next day, I was made to feel bad for how I was reacting. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that's been on my mind. And everyone is. Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, they, they were not looking out for your best interest. 
and and that in that one instance that really really changed the course of your life yeah pretty much there's a lot of things that happen to me that i'm thinking about are kind of all traumas that are around that same kind of topic you know sexual traumas and stuff and i hate it because you know there's some people that talk about sexual trauma and i think some there are some people that try to put out there as an excuse to why they are. I don't like to portray myself as that. It's like, oh, I'm like this. I drink because someone touched me in my nose. Where like I don't try to make myself that way. But at the same time, I had to realize these things. I mean, I don't let these things control me. I don't sit around and like, oh, I don't like to be around men. I, and everyone's different, so I'm not trying to dog anyone that does feel these ways if they've experienced some horrible things. But for me personally, I don't want this stuff to control me where I feel unsafe being around people. I still have plenty of guy friends that I can be in a room alone with, despite things that happen to me. I don't let those things control me. I mean, one of my best friends, his name is Jeffrey, I've hung out with him plenty of times. Um, I used to have my, my little nerd squad. It'd be him and two other guy friends. We'd all sit in the apartment and have movies and get high and and just and hang out for hours, and I never felt scared with them. So I didn't let this stuff tra- traumatize me. But at the same time, in my head, I'm like, wow, these are some really bad things that happened to me when I was younger, and I had no one to talk to. I had, I didn't have friends at this time. Uh, my parents were always traveling. I especially did not have a good relationship with my mom. I sure as hell would never tell my dad these things. Um, I wasn't, I didn't have my brothers. I wasn't close to any of them back then. Uh, so, and all I had was, like, party friends. And my best friend now, him and I were we were best friends then, but we were more partying at the time than really being more into the serious part of best friends. So I felt very alone, very insecure to where there was that. There was me as a teenager, 16 years old, a guy that's nine years my nine years older than me, talking to me, picking me up, doing things. And back then, 16, no friends in life. Oh, this is cool. And now I'm realized, wow. He was a creep. Wow, that was another bad thing that happened to me. Um, other things like that, just a lot of things, like a, um, a guy that was my dad's best friend's son, that I would be a toddler, and this is a full-grown man sitting in my dad's backyard drinking beers with my dad, and I'm playing around as toddler, little girl, everything, to where he finds out I'm living at my house alone, like as a, you know, say, let's say I'm 17, he knows that my parents are traveling. He knows I'm there by myself. Just through conversations between his dad and my dad, supposedly. He's messaging me because he has my dad's number, and he got and how he got my number, I don't know. Oh, uh, he got my number because I had to message him for my dad about something way prior to this event. This guy who has known me since I was a child, and he's probably at this point, let's say he's, I think he's probably in his forties. He's flirting with me. He's trying to sex me. He's trying to get me to let him to come over to my house. This is a person that has been in my life since I was a child. And it was doing these things. This one I did tell my parents about. Because I was just like, he knows where I live. He knows I'm alone. So I immediately called my parents about that. Um, So a lot of these things that happened to me, are a lot of the traumatic things were very sexual things. And in the moments... I let them happen because I had no confidence. I had no friends. I had no one. So I just let these things happen because it was the attention. But I didn't really acknowledge the depth of these things. 
until now later in life. And so that's where a lot of my behaviors come from, is from that to where I didn't have solid relationships. I didn't want to have relationships. I was just fine with a guy for a night, and then he didn't talk to me again. I was just like, you know, it's fine, whatever. So that led to meeting my husband in the first couple years being really bad between us. To where I feel better, but these things sit with me as I slowly, one by one, unpackage them. I'm like, at the same one time, at one side, I'm really angry at myself for allowing these things to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, I was this young, and these were my situations. How would I have known? How else would I have known to respond? Because if this is what's happening to Ashley at this age, at this point in time, I'd be killing somebody. Of course. Now, now, I mean, of course, you know, it is trauma. You know, it is what it is, no matter what you call it. It's just how you deal with it, you know, how you compartmentalize it, you know, and how you heal from it. That takes time. And it could take a couple of years. It could take a couple of months. You know, but now as you're, you know, getting older, you know, and now as you're experiencing life changes, you know, all this stuff is coming up. And how you handle it, once again, you know, that's the main thing. You know, there is no easy answer. There is no one best way. You have to handle it as it comes and when you're ready to handle it. Yeah. Well, see, I'm already doing this. I'm actually talking about it, but I'm not on podcasts. Like, I'm talking with you. But at the same time, it's a bunch of people that are listeners. So I have no idea who is who. So, like, in a sense, I feel comfortable about it. Now, if I suddenly get a message and it's from someone I know, about this, so if anyone I know is listening to this, don't just up and talk to me about it. Let it let it happen on its own organically, because I'm kind of like a hypocrite. I want to talk about stuff I don't want. To, it's like I want to talk about it at my own pace. I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. Don't just bring it forward to me. I mean, you can talk about your own traumas that are very much the same as mine. Hopefully not. I would hate anyone to experience it. You can talk about yours, but please don't bring it up to me about my own, unless, again, I'm talking, unless I start talking about them, like, hey, I did listen to your podcast, since you're bringing this up, and, you know, hey, that did suck, that I happened to you, those people were pieces of shit, you know, things like that, so, I mean, that's, like, what happens when I don't like talking about my dad, I hate talking about my dad, I don't like when people bring up my dad, but if I start talking about him, just let it happen, because I'll talk about him for, like, a minute or two, and then I completely check him, so people like close to me realize when I talk about these things they just let me talk because then they know it's like it's not gonna last and so they're trying to enjoy me talking about my guy while I can because I'm gonna shut off and I'm not gonna want to talk about him anymore yeah because yeah, once again yeah. you know when it comes to healing and, and dealing with the things you know the things that are deep inside you that are pushed down you have to do it on your own time because the last thing you want is someone pushing you and pushing you and pushing you so eventually you just shut down and you don't ever want to bring it up again because you don't have that trust and faith in that person to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, but once again, I understand how it is because it's difficult. You know, it's really difficult to deal with stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I'm glad and I'm proud for you to do it. I'm proud for you, you know, you know, that you are putting yourself out there like that to actually talk about it. Hey, how I feel right now. That's like I feel like you know, like I completely naked. I get pushed down into a crowd, and like that's kind of like the feeling. Like I okay, that's the word horrible. So, but I'm in a, in a mood. I'm vibing. You know, I'm having a drink. I'm talking, and when this conversation is said and done, I'm like, okay
actually started talking about for a while. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, I will never. Well, I will never. Just letting you know, I will never push. I will never. Oh, push. I know you don't. I think that's another reason why I'm comfortable to just talk about this right now. Is it just it's in the moment where my brain's screaming? Let me just talk about, it, just do it, just get it over with. And you're someone that I could, I do feel comfortable talking to, and you're not the type to push. So you're kind of like easy to talk to. Well, thank you, and I do appreciate that. Now, if you'd like to change gears, let's change gears. So, what makes Ashley happy these days? Alcohol. <laughs> you, you, you asked. No. No, actually, no actually. I don't know what makes me happy. Uh, I watch nonsense shows. I, I go down the rabbit hole to TikTok. I, there's nothing that really particularly has me, like, wholly happy. There's just some things that just, like, it distracts me. But there's, I don't know, there's just not a lot that, I, that makes me happy. I'm kind of stressed out all around. Uh, like, occasionally I'll try to read something, I'll watch a show, uh, like funny YouTube videos, music. But, you know, again, as I said before, there's a lot of things I should be very happy for, grateful for, and where I am grateful. There's just me that just to say, like, I just don't feel happy. I have all this stuff, and I don't feel happy. And like I said before, not to sound like a broken record, it takes time. You could have a mansion and 15 cars and still not be happy because that's something internal that you're going to have to find yourself. So day by day, you take little bits and pieces of things that add to your happiness, not makes you happy, but add to your happiness. And eventually, one day, you will sit back and you will have that epiphany, you know, that, okay, all these pieces have put me back together again. And I'm happy within myself. But of course, you know, being a realist and being an adult, you realize that's going to take a very long time. It's something that can never be rushed. It's something that a therapist can never say, you need to do A, B, and C, you know, to reach where you need to be. It's all up to you. And you have plenty of time to do it in. And your husband has plenty of patience. And your friends have plenty of patience for you. Good Lord, does that man have plenty of patience for me? Like, if there's a contest of who has the most patience in the world, it would be my husband. He has tolerated so much bullshit with me. Well, and, so, and plus yeah. he's your husband he's your husband for a reason, so. Yeah, I know. He must have done something wrong to get me. <laughs> you know, everyone's always like, oh man, you must have done something really good if it's your life to get somebody like him. And I know he did something bad with his life. Well, I mean, he's I mean, he's paying his penance, so it's okay though. We we don't hold it against him. Yeah, I mean, this, okay, listen, my husband, like, I want to shine the spotlight on my husband, like how cool this guy is. So my husband's from another country, you know, for his privacy. I mean, maybe he doesn't care, but he's from another country. He's my husband's from the Middle East, and he came over here nine and a half, almost ten years ago, and not a whole lot of English. His English was not very good looking, as we say, but. It, and he started off with he came here no car only so much money and he started off with a job he shared an apartment with other dudes and here we are like been married for not for like eight years uh, so we were together so like he came over 
and he was here for like a year before we got married. Like we got married very quickly. No, I was not pregnant. No, he didn't do it for citizenship because it took him a couple of years to even apply for citizenship after we got married because he didn't want it in the first place. I digress. That's for another podcast to explain that whole thing. But, um, so I started off with working in like a small kind of store, uh, sharing an apartment with dudes. You know, he bought his first car on his own here. That's, you know, here. And granted, he had his own finances, his own everything. He has his own car, his own home, everything in his country. But he came here and he wanted to start fresh. He didn't want the help from his family. He didn't want the help from what he already had. And so start from that little to we live in a really decent size. I mean, you saw my house. Like, I, I, it's an impressive house. It's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful area. And he's like a VP of his company. Not his company, but of a company he works for. It's a really well-known company in Central Florida. And for privacy reasons, I'm not going to disclose it. But he's just so successful. And then he, then he's married to me. Nothing but a complete dumpster fire. Well, obviously, he saw something in you, you know, to see, you know, a nice little beacon of light in his life, and he hasn't regretted it ever since. He's been happy with you ever since. Oh, God, no, he has not. I've tested that man's patience to hell and back. Uh, I'm pretty sure he can turn back time. He run far, far away. Uh, <laughs> but he hasn't, and, and, and I don't think he will. Okay. I look for. I just, I, you know, so it's not a good thing. But in all seriousness, part of me, I have insecurities where I'm wondering when is he gonna, you know, I'm gonna come home one day and he's gonna have more divorce papers for me. And that's just my own insecurities talking because you know how, because I don't even love myself. How can someone else love me? So you know, some emotions at play. So I was making a joke. Um, but again, yeah, he just he puts up with so much. So I'm very appreciative of him. He's he's a really great guy, and I love that kind of almost anyone that meets him. They either have two impressions. He's a really great guy, or wow, he's really quiet. Or it's both. So. Well, I can it, say. It really is both. <laughs> well, I mean, I can say he's a great guy. But I do have a question for you to, you know, to once again curtail into something, you know, like turn into the skid. How does it feel being back on a national show? How does it feel? Like national? Oh, God. Oh God, the pressure! Yeah, I can't handle it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, as I said before in the episode, like before, most recent with you, is I have been listening to a couple podcasts over the last like year, and there's like a couple that I really enjoy. And because I want people to listen to this podcast and not go listen to other podcasts, I'm not going to mention what those podcast titles are. So um, I listen to some. Some of them make me laugh. Some of them. Mostly, maybe a lot of songs are just just interesting. But when I listen to them, I there's always a thought in my head that this is the podcast I would do with you. And so part of me is just like, I kind of want to do it. At the same time, I don't know if I'm ready to do it. I feel bad to all of a sudden just bring on him. Hey, I know I kind of haven't really talked to you the last couple of years, and I completely abandoned our show. But let's start recording again. I felt shitty to have that stream of thoughts. That's another thing that kept me on edge. But to answer your question, I like it. I like being back. I like talking. Even though I have no access to see or read what people are saying, and I would love to personally read these comments myself, it makes me feel better. It helps with my ego to know that people, you know, enjoy listening to what you have to say, what I have to say, that there's people that are happy to see that I'm back. You know, so, yeah, 
it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Okay. And I have one more question for you before we go into something uh-huh. else. And I've been thinking about this for a very, very long time. And even even while you were gone. You know. So my question to you is, how would Ashley Majestic would love to have her own show? My own show would be Sloppy Majestically, though. No, I mean, your, your own... No, no, your own, no, your own show on your own. I don't know. Um, because I'm awkward, as people would notice, like, when they listen to podcasts, I say, um, yeah, hey, okay, like, just random words, because I don't know what else to say next. So, unless I have someone else to talk about, to talk to, and kind of like with you, you you can talk, but you also enjoy having someone guest spot on the show. For me, I feel like I would need to have someone co-host with me. I wouldn't want a show specifically just for me, um, because I don't know what I'd say and do. It's like, you know, you can, from podcasting, you can go from 30 minutes to an hour, if not longer, and you just don't know, so I don't know what I can say and do that entire time without someone talking back to me so yeah 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 well the beautiful thing about having a podcast is there are no rules you can do a show for five minutes you can do a show for 50 minutes you can say whatever you wish to if you stumble over your words like i have so many times or if you stammer stutter forget what you're going to say it's perfectly fine it's your own show and so i'm putting this offer out there to you I would like to give you just one show. And of course, if you want me on the talk, by all means, I will talk. But I want you to have your own show just to see the feeling. Just to get the feeling of this is all you. This is your creation. And this is a little of a welcome back to the podcast world. You know, for you to have your own thing. Just give it one shot. I will have you take over a Tuesday slot of mine and it'll be all yours. Oh, God. Pressure. Hey, and, uh, and the cool thing is, I like I said, whatever you want to talk about will be solely up to you. I will consider it. I mean, I, again, I do like the idea. I just don't know what to say and do. I'm kind of like a planner, so part of me feels like it's like it majestically. We just kind of go on different tangents and different words. Today, it went from, um, you know, butt balloons to uh, <laughs> drama to this. So... Like, I, I feel like for me, I, like, kind of write out something and, of like, things I would like to talk about, but of course it would go off into random things, because those are the podcasts I like listening to, is people just, they're just all over the place. So, in the meantime, I, I kind of like where you see the Tuesday slot would be my own show, but I like the fact that Tuesday slot is this wacky majestically thing, because let's face it, you kind of, I kind of talk, like, you let me at the same time, but I talk so much. And so it kind of feels like it's my own vibe. I, I don't want to say it like that. It's our show, but I choose so much talking, so it kind of feels like that already. And actually, you know, you're actually right. So tell you what, the next show we do, we're going to change it. It's not going to be slacking majestically anymore. Because I think that's part of our past, you know, like the little foundation of what we started. So we're going to come up with a new name for our show. Let's and Mexico. Excuse me? <laughs> If you want to name it that, by all means, we'll name it that. But But the Slacking Majestically show needs to evolve. So I want this to be your show. And of course, once again, I will contribute. I'll talk. But 
mainly I want it to be your show because I believe, and I've said it before, without you, this show would have been done many, many years ago. So I want to change it, and I want it to be your show. And I will help any way I possibly can. That's that's my way of saying thank you, and that's my way of saying welcome back to the whole podcasting universe thing. Because, once again, we're on Alexa, we're on, we're on Twitch, we're on all these fun avenues, and I would love for people to get a piece of Ashley, as bizarre we're as that sounds. also on Spotify. Oh, good um, lord. Let, okay, yeah. let me take a did deep... You, did oh. you not know that? Yes. Oh, hold on. Oh. Give me one second. Hold on. Let me, let me break out my list here. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Alexa. We're on everywhere. So Spotify is the platform I pretty much listen to for the music and podcasts. And I'm a terrible person because I haven't had this podcast. On, I had it back when it was still on Podbean. And so I haven't bothered to search it on Spotify until just earlier, probably like an hour or two before we started recording. I just happened to think my head. I was like, I wonder if it's on there. And I typed it up and I was like, oh, shit, it is there. <laughs> oh, hey, there's this one episode that was on. And so I kind of, so it's just, I think that's really cool, especially for you. I know that you do have gratitude towards me. But I feel the opposite. Like, I just feel so happy and proud of you that you, it went from, like, a smaller platform on Podbean and only having so many listeners. And, you know, a couple years go by and then, bam, you know, as you said, this has evolved and you've been in your podcasts have been on, are on all these uh, apps, podcasts. I mean, all these streams are, like, streaming services, all these things, it's on. And I just feel like, wow, Adriana does, has done really well for himself in doing this podcast. And here I am being the shitty person where I just fell off a couple of years ago. And now I'm coming back when you were like a lot more popular where, you, where you've expanded and grown. And I know because you're a nice guy and a really great friend, you don't feel that way. And you're going to disagree with what I'm saying. But that's how I'm feeling. But out of all that, I'm still saying in the day, I'm super proud of you for getting where the podcast is now. Oh, thank you, and I do appreciate that. And to be fair, you know, since you shared a piece of you with me in the audience, I will share a little piece of me, just a little five-minute blurb. Not even five minutes. No, this is my show. You don't get to share. Okay, sweet. But I'm going I'm, 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 you know, to pull out my boss card and do it anyhow. Um, <laughs> on my birthday, April 22nd on my birthday, um, I won't say what, but something really traumatizing happened to me. And... I was on my floor when nobody was around. I was on my floor and I was crying my eyeballs out for about a good 45 minutes because such tragic things happened in my life at that very moment. And it took me 45 minutes to pull myself together and to take a step back and to look at what was around me and to really have a brutally honest appreciation of what I had. And I had to literally shake myself and go, hey, asshole, wake up. You know, you let something like this affect you, whereas you have so much more that you can do. And from that trauma and from that just brutal heartache I had at that particular moment, I used that and I just thrown myself into my podcast. I literally forced myself just to put myself out there in the world. And because of that traumatic experience, this is why I'm doing everything right now. You know, from I've said it ad nauseum. 
to all the to all the uh, the networks that I'm on, to the clothing line, and to Twitch, and to Twitter, and all this stuff like that. If it wasn't because of that traumatic heartbreak moment on my birthday, I still would have been just on Podbean, you know. And because I because I'm so grateful, I just want to share it with everybody, you know. And the fact that you came back to me is like you never left, you know. You know, so this is why I'm constantly quote unquote blowing smoke up your ass, you know, because you know, when I had that, when I had that moment, that, that shitty sorrow, you know, feeling sorry for myself moment, I just looked back and I'm like, okay, these certain things are in my life for a reason and they're placed in my life for a reason. So I need to appreciate it. I need to reward it. So you, my dear friend, I want to reward it by changing this like and majestically show to whatever you choose to turn it to down the line and just make it your own. So I thank you for that. So two things here. Or I guess three things. The first thing is, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure listeners appreciate that too. And uh, obviously, I would like to speak for everyone when I say my condolences to whatever it was that broke your heart and made you feel like that because no one should ever feel like that because it's the worst feeling in the world. But definitely glad that you managed to turn it into something good out of it instead of going to the dark side as, you know, the dark side is the best. Um, uh, we're going to talk about that next Um, the second thing is where you want to turn to my own thing and you kind of want to retire this Lucky Majestically name I still want your help into thinking what you don't you want to turn into my own show that you know you'll be I don't want to seem like that you're the guest I still am going to say that you're my co-host now whether there's any episodes that you're going to participate or not is remain to be said for the future but I'm still going to consider you my co-host all day, every day, because I can't make this happen without you. And then, so I need your help to with ideas of what you might think would be a cool title, and we can bounce ideas with each other, and, and let it go from there. And then thirdly, when you said blowing smoke up your ass, my first thought was, I wonder if someone has made some specific porn request where someone's blowing smoke up someone's ass. Because hence the conversation that we had earlier about weird things people will request because it, it's what they like. That was the first thing. I was like, I wonder if there's a video about that. Well, once again, the moment you think about it, it's probably been done already. So. <laughs> the Simpsons did it. Absolutely. Exactly. So now we're going to go back to the silliness. And I'm prepared, as we put a capper on this show, I'm prepared for the ass chewing. So, you mentioned the dark side. Let me have it. Okay, no, 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 no. So, it's not letting you have it. The, the listeners must know for how badly I have battered you um, over this to where, where we last hung out. And so, for the listeners, if you remember the 200 podcast, he said how he was going to watch Star Wars that coming Sunday or something. It was relatively soon. And so, um, Adriana, I saw him for my birthday recently. And I discovered that he had not, in fact, watched them yet. And I lost my shit on him in front of all the other friends in a joking way. I lost shit on him. To where, losing my shit, um, he has watched some of the movies. So, Adriana, how many movies have you seen and what are your thoughts? And with discretion, if your thoughts are anywhere to the negative, we're going to have a problem. But continue. I respect your opinions, of course. That's a nice little disclaimer. I won't shoot you, but I may just wing you. 
So, I have seen 4, 5, and 6, of course, and I saw episode 1. My only complaint, bear with me, my only complaint is a very young Anakin. He is a horrible, horrible actor, but I did a little bit of research. Um, the, the actor, he actually quit acting because he got so much hell from that role, being a little kid, not knowing anything about acting that well, to be chosen for that particular part, he actually quit the business. Yep. The, the guy that played um, Jar Jar Binks, he was bullied so much that he, like, I think he either tried or he contemplated suicide. Um, so, the Star Wars fandom can be very toxic. So, I joke. At the end of the day, if you don't like Star Wars, you don't like it. I love Star Wars. So, it's, you know, again, I joke. So how could you not love Star Wars? Star Wars is a great saying, blah, blah, blah. By the end of the day, if you don't like it, you're not going to like it. So I know I've bullied you, but you have not watched it. That's a whole different thing. You have to watch the Star Wars movies before you say you don't like it. And then you're going to say, oh, I don't like them. I'm going to bully you as a friend would. But at the end of the day, I'm going to just like, okay, he just doesn't like Star Wars. And that's it. Like for me, I don't like Star Trek. I couldn't get into it. I tried watching it. I couldn't get into it. And that's it. That's it. My friend who loves Star Trek, he parades me all the time for it. So I get it. But you're right. So the episodes one, two, and three, they're not the greatest. Everyone can, I think a lot of people in Star Wars fandom can agree. Um, there's a lot of things. I think George Lucas was trying to be ahead of his time, like using way too much CGI, and the scripting could have been a lot better. Like, I think a lot of those actors could have done so much better job if the scripting was better. You know, like um, Ewan McGregor, who's Obi Wan Kenobi. He. I feel like he carried those three movies. He was the greatest part, um, besides Sam L. Jackson. But he was the greatest part. He did pretty well, but the other actors kind of fell short. A lot of things felt really corny, cliche. The acting was just like ugh, cringy. But I feel like if there wasn't as much CGI and the writing was done a lot better, those movies could have been something else. I think George Lucas was trying to push too far into what his idea and vision was. And went and as I said he went too far um he tried to make something and he overdid it so that that's what I hate so I feel like if we put today's technology and to and the writing I think those movies could be a lot better if they were made now but that's talking about the most related trilogy which you will be watching soon absolutely um, you yeah. know I personally like them but there's a lot of faults with them too so and with the Star Wars fandom they're going to be actors actresses or things they don't like and they're so toxic about they're so they'll bully the actors and actresses like it's not their fault they were that's what they were told to do that's how they're told to act that's how they're told to perform that's the storyline that they're playing is and people take it out on them you know you shouldn't bully someone so much that they're not on social media that they quit acting that they want nothing to do with what they were part of in the first place and I hate that. I hate extremism to that regard, where you make someone so unhappy over it. Exactly. Now, when it came to the first three movies, I accepted them for what they were. You know, they were ahead of their time at that particular generation. And you can tell watching the movie itself, it sounds really cliche, it sounds really corny, but you can see the passion interacting. And in Phantom Menace, certain people had the passion for acting, some people didn't. And I actually enjoyed 4, 5, and 6. I actually enjoyed 1. You know, because the graphics and the CGI were, again, ahead of its time. 
And if people never seen something like that, they flock to it. I worked in a video store at my age um, when when episode one came out. And everybody loved it. And you didn't have to be a Star Wars fan to like that movie. And I can honestly say I enjoyed them all because I accept them for what they were. You know, I you know, am I a Star Wars fan? Not really, but do I enjoy the movie? Of course I do. And I look forward to seeing the other ones because it tells a great story. You know, you don't have to be a fan to enjoy the story. And anybody who gets into Lucas films, they know what they're getting into. So, I mean, I have mad respect and I applaud them for actually, you know, you know, gutting it out and doing these movies, taking the criticisms and all this stuff like that, because they're not bad at all. So I'm going to, so I'm going to continue to watch and we'll talk more about it, you know, in, in, in the next upcoming shows, because you have a ton of shows to record. Oh God. Um, anyway, we're not going to address that because pressure, but okay. So I already said how I'm not a Star Trek fan. Have you seen Star Trek? Or do you kind of get the gist of what Star Trek is, for the most part? Yes, I do. A quick little anecdote. Um, my, I had a roommate many, many years ago. Uh, his name was George. And he was a humongous Star Trek fan. I mean, he loved... All, he had every single Star Trek, you know, film known to mankind. And he watched The Next Generation. And I watched a few of them with, because he tried to explain to me, you know, the gist of Star Trek. I mean, beyond Kirk and Picard and stuff like that. And the only thing that caught my attention, other than Seven of Nine, I digress... Um, was the holodeck. I wanted a holodeck because if I had a holodeck, I'd never leave it. But it was never leave it. My reality would be, would be that holodeck. So I never understood, you know, of course you go on, they will go on adventures and missions and stuff like that. I don't understand why not at least 50% of the crew was chilling in a holodeck. Nobody was barely there. I would have been there. I would have been fired probably, but I would have lived the rest of my days in the holodeck. Yeah, this is true. So the reason I asked that question is because, so even for the listeners, if you need to pause so you can go on YouTube really quick and watch this video, if you know that you don't have to be fans, you don't have to know everything, but you at least understand the gist of what Star Trek and Star Wars is and you enjoy humor, you should pause this really quick to go watch it on YouTube. Don't fall in the rabbit hole of YouTube videos. After that video, pause it, stop it, like it, and then come back and play this podcast. Um, it's basically you just search Star Trek versus Star Wars um, anime video or whatever, but it's basically someone made an anime video of Darth Vader and Captain Kirk like arguing with each other, and it's so funny between the two of them. It's like a quick, it's like a four minute video. Well, it, it's hilarious. They're basically in a very humorous way poking at each other's flaws in their own fandoms. And it's just, it's great. I love watching it. I there I've probably I actually watched it like last week again because it's one of my favorite things to watch because it's just funny. And I'll share it to anyone that will see it. Um, you know, as I will also tell people to search and watch all three to four videos of Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. Oh goodness. <laughs> Do you want to share with our listeners? You don't have to go into what it's about. But can you just share with our listeners how you watched Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life? There's three videos that you watched of it. How how did you tell me your thought process over it? Well, a little bit of context to this. My dear, lovely friend Ashley asked me, very simple question, ever seen Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life? And I'm like, no. And you got this perverse, wry smile on your face. And I knew I was in trouble. And you, 
you know, showed me. And the first video, my mouth was agape and never closed. Um, the second video, I looked at you and I, and I asked you, quote, what am I watching? The third video, I just shook my head. And the fourth video, I fell bizarrely in love with it. So, yes, there will be a link in the description for Strike is Love, Strike is Life. Oh, my God, you're going to shoot. Yes. So, and I want to just know, because I've seen Strike is Love, Strike is Life a few times, because I will show it to people, because it's it's just, it's, it's, it's a thing. And you'll never be able to watch Shrek the same way again. And it's just, it's really great. So... But the entire time you're watching that, like not the entire time, but the majority of the time, I kept looking back to seeing your facial expressions of as you're watching it, because that is what made it more funny for me, because I love to see that shock factor on someone's face, like, what the hell am I watching? So going back to like what we talked about before, about strange things you will search on the internet, um, things <laughs> I just like watching them super weird, like it, it's going to make you laugh. And you're just like, who takes all our time? Okay, so you know the video, the game called Doom? Yes. Okay, are you aware of Tim Allen in the show Home Improvement? Of course. So you know that one sound? He goes, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, another YouTube video. You were to search it. Just search Doom Tim Allen. And you should find this, the video. It's just basically every scene has Tim Allen's face and every single sound effect. It's just him going, what? <laughs> so the guns going up, he's going, what, what, what? It's, it's just, it impresses me so much and it fascinates me that people spend so much time creating these things. Like, what pops in their head? Like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to make a modded video of nothing but Tim Allen going, what? For this, for this video game. I'm going to animate the most horrific thing I could ever do for a childhood movie of Shrek. And it's just, it just, that's what I mean. It's like, I'm not interested in these things, like, from a perverse conversation problem to, to this now, but I just am thoroughly fascinated that these are what people can think of that they want to do. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, there's like no limitations to what people come up with. And sometimes they're very horrible, which is why I love dark humor. <laughs> I love to joke around, and I talk about everything because you just, I always like to learn more things. Either it's really horrifying to, okay, that's interesting. Um, and a quick side note, because I know you said you couldn't hear anything, but if anyone's listening to this and they hear, like, bubbles, uh, I'm not smoking anything bad. I'm smoking hookah. Because as I keep... <laughs> like inhaling I the bubbles I'll probably just wondering if there's gonna be a listener that can probably hear it and they're like oh my god is she getting coffee on the podcast I'm not I'm smoking hookah if you look what hookah is if you don't know it's basically tobacco and you cannot get high off of it I mean if you want to you can get the stuff to put there but I do not get high because I'm not interested in getting high it's never been a thing for me uh I have a job where if I were to get high uh they sign upon that and they would fire me so and you want to hear something interesting um, sure. as we come to a close the majority of this episode has been all you and you tell me that you don't know if you could do your own show because you don't know what to talk about you have commandeered this whole show perfectly and everything flowed just perfectly fine so I have faith no I actually know you could do your own show 
Uh huh. I can't do it. Like I can't just sit here and talk by myself. Though I need someone to bounce off of, which is you. And I would love to be your co-host. So that is no problem whatsoever. So actually, before we put this show to a close, a question for you, and and I want you to give the listeners an advice. You okay. know, because as we've you know, done these two parters. You know, of course, you know, the mood has changed. We've talked about everything under the sun. But what would you tell someone who is going through changes? You know, you know say, for example, what I went through, what you went through. How would you approach them and what would you say to them, you know, to let them know that everything's going to be okay? I don't want to say everything's going to be okay. I, I hate the cliche. I mean, social dictates, like, all the same things. Someone passed away. Time heals. They're in a better place. Um, you're going to be okay. You'll get through this. I hate, I get you don't know what else to say but those things because you don't know specifically what are the right words. So you say what everyone else will say. Um, and anyone that thinks that they will respect that you're trying to comfort them, but they hate hearing it. I mean, God knows I do. Um, so I specifically really don't know what to say. It's, I'm very, I'm a very blunt person when it comes to these things. Um, so you're sitting next to me and you're like, Ashley, I'm kind of going through something. I don't know how to deal with it. My very first thing would be, all right, you want a drink? <laughs> and I, no, I don't want a drink. Okay, dude, you, you should get a drink. And I'm like, you want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, well, you know, I'll, if you want to talk about it, obviously I'm here for you, but, you know, do, like, do things that, that's going to help you. You know, like, are you going to talk about it? Do you want to listen to music and vent it out? Do you want to scream and cry? I have a pillow for you. Um, I'm not good at physical. Like, I hate, I like, I hate and love hugs at the same time. I'm not someone that does hugs. I feel awkward. But, like, I would offer, I would, listen, I would pretty much be saying, whatever you need, tell me, because I don't know what to do for you. If you want me to just sit here and listen and not say anything and just let you just talk about everything and then we completely change the subject once you're done, I'm down for that. You want to hear my advice? I'm down for that. Um, again, you want to go to a break room and break things? Let's do it. Whatever you want to do, and if I'm able to do it, I will do it for you. You know, and if you want me to hug you while you scream and cry it out, I'm down. You know. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't personally like this, but if it's what you need, I'll do it. So that's how I am. I'm very blunt. I need you to tell me what you, because everyone heals and deals with things differently. And when I was going through my own stuff, uh, especially with the loss of my dad, I wish I had someone that said that stuff to me. I wish someone's like, hey, I'm just here to hug you. Let it all out. Just cry and let it all out. Well, that, hey, you need to scream? Here's a pillow. I just want someone, I wish someone had been there for me. Instead of saying, oh, your dad's in a better place. Oh, you know, everything's okay. You're going to be okay. Uh, everyone moves on. I don't want to hear this stuff. I just, even if I don't know in the moment, I just want to know, hey, this person is in my corner. Even though they don't know what to say or do, they at least have acknowledged, I, I'm not sure, like, you know, what's going to make you feel better. You know, uh but if whenever you need something from me, just tell me and I'll do it for you. I'll, I'll help you the best way I can. That's all I ever needed. And so that's what I would tell somebody to the listeners, to whatever. I can't offer a really great piece of advice. I can't offer to you how to get through something because I'm struggling with what gets through me. I just let, like, open my heart over something really bad that happened to me. In my mind, it was really bad. 
and I still don't feel any better. I don't know what to do. So I can't advise anyone which would be better. All I can say is, you know, if you have a person, you know, say, this is what I need. If you don't have a person, just survive. Don't do anything toxic. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt people around you. If you feel like you're going to do that, take some time, cool yourself off. That's the best I can say. Very good. And with that, if people want to reach out to you, um, I know you're under, uh, oh, good Lord, Majestic Nerd Lady (laughs) on on Instagram. I apologize. I'm not on Instagram, so, you know, so I forgot your handle. No, no, you're right. Majestic Majestic Nerd Lady. That's right. That's the words. And of course, you know, if, of course, the email slacking majestically01 at yahoo.com, slacking majestically01 yahoo.com, in the comment section below, um, write to us. And of course, you can always find us um, on the multiple free apps below in the description. And of course, you know, always reach out to us on Twitter at um, WalkerACExperience76. Are you on Twitter, Ashley? No. I have a Twitter account, but I never, ever use it, so uh, plugging that would be useless. Oh, and that's no problem. I use mine for show only. People can always subscribe. All that fun stuff, all the links in below. And, of course, like I tell um, all my listeners, each and every single show, as, as uh, our memories get longer, life gets shorter, you only have one you. Take care of you. If you have anybody to talk to, we here at the Slacking Majestically show, the Walker AC Experience, Cerebrus, the Saturday Madden Movie Review, we're all here to listen. We don't have to talk. If you don't want us to talk, we will just listen. This is what we do. And again, I thank Ashley Majestic for joining the show once again, being part of the show once again, doing what she does best, and that's entertain, thought-provoke, and share. Um, (laughs) Overshare. Oh, no such thing. And of course, if anybody wants to be on the Slacking Majestically show or the Walk Racy Experience, drop us a line, drop us an email, drop us a comment. We will have you on the show because this podcast is all about you. We are not just us. We want everybody to have a chance on the show. And of course, if you ever want to take over the show for a day, let us know. We shall take care of you. And before we go, any parting words, my dear Ashley? Yes, yes. This is gonna be my final, my final sentence. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. It's all ogre now. That was bad. Uh uh-uh. uh. We can't go. We no, 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 no. We can't go out like that. Oh, yes. <clears throat> that, that's it. It's all ogre now. I said it. <laughs> oh, that's trauma. And of course, as Ashley would say, don't be a dick. Don't Thanks. be a dick. It's all over. It's all ogre now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.